It's Wednesday and it's Wayne McCurry, so it's Wayne on Wednesday. The market sort of came out of the blocks with a good deal of enthusiasm a couple of weeks ago, Wayne. But now it's gone a little yes. bit quiet. We had a quiet day yesterday when people were waiting for Brexit. We've got a quiet day today, waiting for all sorts of other things, although US earnings season seems to be attracting some attention. A strange, as I say, almost like a like the phony war before the Second World War started, and people just not yeah. knowing what to do. Yeah, now the phony war was called the Sitzkrieg. Oh, yeah. uh, because people just sat around the place. But yeah, look, the the market did start off well. And, you know, as we spoke about last week, I'm quite optimistic about this year. I think a lot of the uncertainties seem to be behind us a little bit. And there the biggest single uncertainty was how much are U.S. interest rates going to go up? Ah. And when you listen to what the Fed said a week ago and what one of the other governors of the Fed said this morning, you know, maybe we are getting near the end of the interest rate hiking cycle. And accompanied with that, you know, the U.S. 10-year bond was trading at 3.2%. It's now trading at 27 Wow. So that takes a lot of pressure off the valuation of the share market. And, of course, share markets came down, you know, reasonable amount towards the end of last year. So I think in South Africa and maybe even globally, we have reasonable valuations. I mean, of course, there's still uncertainty. You know, Donald Trump and trade wars, you just never know. It seems positive. It seems to be going in the right direction. But you just simply don't know, unfortunately, with Donald Trump as to what his next trick is going to be. <laughs> and then, of course, tied in with higher interest rates and tried, tied in with, you know, the sort of end of a major period of economic expansion, there doesn't seem to be any threat to global growth, in other words, going into a recession. But it is quite clear that global growth rate is slowing down. And there the specific one to talk about is China. You know, when you look at M1 money supply, which essentially is the amount of liquidity being released by the central bank into the banking system. And of course, that is ultimately dictated, to, dictated by the demand in other words, this is all to do with the demand for money. That has dropped quite significantly. And yesterday and two weeks ago and two weeks before that, China has announced uh, stimulus packages, either cutting interest rates or cutting taxes or injecting liquidity into the system. And quite big numbers, you know, especially the one from yesterday or the day before, was you know, equivalent of, you know, a good couple of hundred billion dollars being put into the system. Now, that's all good news because, you know, it helps the economy, obviously. But the bad news is they must be seriously worried about slowdown that they're taking such big steps to try and count. That's what I was going to say, actually, because this worries me. The fact that they've come out publicly and said, right, we're going to cut taxes. We're going to use monetary policy in order to re-stimulate an economy that uh, to, you know, to South Africa, for example, is ticking along quite nicely. Tells you that there is something going on in the background. That's been evidenced by, of course, the Apple trading update, which was very much linked to China a couple of weeks ago. The other thing that worries me is that Janet Yellen, the former chair, of the US Federal Reserve said that she thought that the interest rate raising cycle in the United States has stopped. And if it has stopped, then what happened to the two or three rate rises that we saw? Do they know something that we don't? Is there a globalized, synchronized GDP slowdown potentially in 2019? Because the German numbers, I think it was yesterday, were really poor. 
yeah, look, there is no doubt whatsoever that global growth is slowing down. But is it slowing down from 4% to 1%, which would be not catastrophic, but that would be well below sort of consensus estimates. So is it slowing down from 4% to 2.5%, which is more than likely in the market and expected to happen? Now, look, the danger, the dangers are quite simple. This is one of the longest period of economic expansion we've ever seen. So in other words, some sort of slowdown is overdue because it's been going on for 10 or 12 years. Secondly, interest rates were at record, record lows, and ultimately that drove the expansion. Now they are starting to normalize, and we don't know what that effect's going to be because we've never had interest rates as low as what we had since 2008. But what gives me some comfort, and I hope I'm not wrong on this, is there's no inherent underlying massive inflation. Yes. It's just not around. And all other recessions, not just slowdowns, physical recessions, in other words, proper economic downturn has been preceded by massively rising inflation. Will we ever see and massively rising see inflation again, Wayne, apart from in, con- in countries like Venezuela or Zimbabwe? No, look, I mean, those are outliers. Uh, they, they're, they're not of relevance to the global economy. It's really the U.S. China and Europe inflation that worries. You know, that, will, that, that worries me and would cause a slowdown. And animal spirits have been subdued. Now, that's quoting Adam Smith. Oh, yeah. In other words, when your housing price is going through the roof and your stock market is going through the roof and the economy is going through the roof and there's no problem finding a job and you're getting big salary increases, then you just borrow money, go mad and spend. Yeah. Now, that was knocked on the head in a big way in 2008. And consumers are still scared. They don't want to go that route again because they were severely burnt. So maybe you've got to wait another generation until you get rampant inflation again and truly true concerns about a proper recession happening because of excess demand or higher inflation. So as I said, what gives me some comfort is I don't detect anywhere uncontrolled rampant inflation in the economies that count. And I hope that stays the case. Now, is it because we're so efficient? Circum- Sorry to interrupt you again, no. Wayne, but is it because they're so no. efficient, the economies are so efficient because of the Amazons and, and everything else of this world, supply chain efficiencies, that means that inflation doesn't come into the system as it might have done 50, 60, or even 20 years ago? This is what I've always said. Is inflation no. a thing of the past? No, look, look, that is a very, very valid point. Make no mistake. But, you know, efficiency gains are ongoing. It's not as though they've only just started now with the internet and Amazon and all of these things. There's always been efficiency gains over uh, since capitalism's been around. It's just become more efficient. You know, maybe efficiency gains in the industrial revolution were significantly higher than the efficiency gains we see now. So that's not new. And of course, that does subdue inflation. Yes. Capitalism itself is almost inherently inflationary because if you see excess demand for whatever you're selling it doesn't matter what it costs you to produce that you're going to up the price and make more profits as long as you believe the consumer is willing to pay the price so that you know irrespective of efficiencies if there's rampant demand prices will go up automatically because that's capitalism you want to make a buck Mm. now 
consumers are cautious. They, there's no excess debt. And I mean, tied in with excess consumption and excess inflation, ultimately that's fueled by debt. You know, people borrow and spend. Now, there is excess debt in the system, but it sits in governments. Governments are massively over-debted worldwide. But lucky enough, they can afford it because in the countries that count, the long bond rate's actually quite low. But there's no excess debt in the banking system like 2008 or 2002. And or also not in South Africa as well, because I saw a, a yeah, report no from a chief economist I mean, that told me that the household consumption expenditure in South Africa is ticking up quite nicely. And also the debt levels are... On bed. Far, far more manageable than they were a few yes. years ago because, as you quite rightly say, people are very cautious about going out and splurging in Santon City yes. and, and places like that. So maybe if things do go well and South African corporates come out of their shell and the consumer dips his and her toes in the water, then maybe this, yeah. this country can achieve 2.5% growth in the next year that or so. Is, and, that's, and that's my base case scenario. You know, the consumer is not over-debted we will see interest rate increases in South Africa over the next year, but they'll be very marginal and quite not, to be honest, not actually all that material. And the consumer's not overgeared. Of course, corporates only spend money when they see the consumer starting to spend money. They don't, they don't spend capex unless they see demand picking up. So you've got to get the consumer to pick up before the companies will start investing in capital. So people, have got to be confident about South Africa. Now, ignoring Donald Trump and ignoring the global scenario, yes. <laughs> all we need in South Africa to sort this out is a good election result, good for the ANC, which ultimately will be good for the country, and I think that will happen. I think, as we spoke about last week, this land thing has been, with one or two relatively small uncertainties, this land thing is being sorted out. They're not going to come and take your house. Good. They're not going to experiment your house or your business. No, so I think I mean, by and large, this whole things, this whole things, that's been sorted. So we just need some good news. We just need a little bit of good news, and and the economy can actually do reasonably well. Yeah, but we make our own good news. I mean, let's face it, if you were the Prime Minister, sorry, the President of the Republic of South Africa, you'd get the, a team of very, very trustworthy advisors around you with years and years of experience from all different walks of life, and you would say, right, what do we need to do to fix the problem that has been in place now for not just the last couple of years, which was yeah, an exaggeration because of Mr. Zuma and, and his cronies, but for the last 25 years since we've been a democracy. It's not difficult to fix. Wayne, before we leave South Africa, I'm going to Sorry, before we leave the global markets, I'm going to talk about QE just very briefly. It's a statement rather than a question. Quantitative easing was an unknown quantity. Now we've got yes. quantitative tightening. And I read a piece from, or rather a tweet, a lengthy tweet from a chap called Peter Schiff in the United States who says he thinks that they'll go right back to quantitative easing again and cut interest rates to the bone if recession is a threat because it's worked yes. before. And that's dangerous to and me. But anyway, let's move on to corporate scandals now because I thought 2018 was the year of the corporate scandal in South Africa, mm. the resilience and the darlings of the exchange like Aspen coming down because of various reasons and obviously Steinhoff. And yet we get Brace a couple of days ago. What a story that yes. is. I mean, 25 rand a share down from 180. It's astonishing fall. Yeah, look, that was it truly is astonishing because let's just look at Brace quickly. Quite a few businesses, quite a few nice businesses, if a little boring. <laughs> Iceland Foods, it's a nice little business, actually. The 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 gyms, Virgin Active, nice business, relatively boring. 
you know, not major expansion plans. 50% of their business is South African. They're trying to get an expansion in China. But, you know, a little bit ex-growth. And there's a couple of other businesses. Then a few years ago, they decided, no, this thing's looking boring. Let's go for growth. And they went and bought the UK retailer. Mm. And, man, was that a total and utter catastrophe. So that's new look. Now, I went to a, I went to a presentation by Breit, and Crystal was there, and he gave an introduction. I've been to quite a few Breit presentations. Yeah. And when they introduced new look, and there was lots of hype, and things were going to go so well. And, I mean, I hate to say it because it's so easy, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. But I looked at this, and they were expanding online, like same as everyone else. That was okay. But then they were expanding out of there. They, they, their target market is sort of 45 to 50-year-old, slightly pear-shaped UK woman. That's their target <laughs> market. And they did quite well in that market. Yeah. But then they decided they're going out and they're going to go into men. They're going to do men. Pear-shaped men or just normal men like you? Just men. I think men. Okay. Well, I'm a bit pear-shaped. But men. <laughs> and then they decided, no, it's a little bit frumpy and boring. They're going down. They're going to become edgy. Love that word. They're going to become edgy fashion. Oh, God. They're going to try and get the 25-year-old, 30-year-old, not-so-pear-shaped women and men to buy their stuff. So they and completely lost the plot, in other words. They didn't yes, know where their focus was and this. didn't look at their history yes. and tried to do something that lots of other people they're are doing trying, better than they and, are. And it just flopped on its nose massively. So, right. Now, then Brett wrote it down and they wrote it down and then they wrote it to zero a year ago. But what I didn't realize, and maybe it's just my stupidity or my lack of in-depth knowledge, they didn't write the bonds that they owned in breakdown to zero. They just wrote the equity that they owned in break in, in new look down to zero. They didn't write down the bonds they owned in new look down to zero. Mm. So that announcement two weeks ago, they said, they said three things. They said <clears throat> how things were looking good. They were picking up. And then in the last two months, disaster hit, and they just flopped again totally and they had no more money. Now, they've already a couple of months ago went into a thing called a company voluntary arrangement, which is a form of bankruptcy protection in the UK. Yes. You can go to your landlords and say, shape up or we're just going to go bankrupt. So they closed a few stores, they renegotiated a few leases, and you thought, okay, well, Brett's on the path, the sales are looking quite good. Then they came and told us two terrible months, ran out of money, going bankrupt. So they went to all of their creditors and they said, guys, this is it. Either you renegotiate terms and conditions or we're going bankrupt and we will default in total and you'll get nothing. So what they said was, okay, we'll convert. And I'm just using very rough numbers now. Okay. We convert half the debt to equity. The debt that's left over will extend the duration. So the net result of this all is that instead of break paying 80 million pounds interest, they're not going to pay about 40 million pounds interest. But the payoff to the creditors that they're going to own the company now. They get equity. Yeah. So breaks all of a sudden, the equity that they owned in New Look just disappears. It just gets diluted out of sight, and they've got to take a haircut on the bonds that they own. And the market wasn't aware of this, so this thing got clobbered. In. So what they should do, I mean, what breaks should do, and of course it's easy for me to talk, is they should just give away New Look because their other businesses are not bad. And I have the greatest sympathy because it must be terrible with Christo. 
because he has not covered himself in glory in many of his investments. So many of the old stars have Yeah, another one that's done yeah. it. And I call it boardroom bravado when it comes to South Africa. They sold uh, a big stake in another company, yeah. Break That Is, and said, well, it's burning a hole in our pocket. You know, we're, we're yeah. untouchable here. We've got Christo Visa behind us, etc. So let's go for a new look. And yeah, I remember talking to them when yeah. they did that, and they said, well, we've got this online presence, and 22% of our sales is this and that, etc. And we're learning so much from new look, and we can apply that to our other businesses and South Africa, etc. And it, of course, it didn't work. Wayne, the 2019 experience is starting to feel a little bit like 2018 one year ago. Great optimism, but sort of fading out a bit. I know you're very optimistic. But if I look at the list of negatives or potential negatives, on the one side of my piece of paper, and on the right hand side, I think, well, if this goes well, and if that goes well, then South Africa will do well. It's a bit of an, it's a bit of an if. An iffy yeah, year, but, if you see what I mean. Yeah, but the one thing we got in that two-hour advantage about being optimistic is that the market's significantly cheaper now than it was at the beginning of last year. Yeah. And also the other thing is, no matter what you think about South Africa and the land issue, and now there's, I mean, now we're rearing its head about prescribed assets and nationalization of the Reserve Bank, and by and large, that's just noise. We haven't got Jacob Zuma as our president, so we must clearly be better off now than we were at the beginning of last year. Oh, man, to that, Wayne. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, we are just better off. No, of course we are. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't be worse off than, the, than that regime yeah. that um, really decimated the country. Wayne, thanks very much for your always Pleasure. interesting insight. That's Wayne McCurry. He's a portfolio manager at FMB Wealth and Investment, and that was Wayne on Wednesday.